Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is another live edition of the Extra Point. Your boy, Mr. P.L. Cota, once again driving the double Dutch bus. And we got the whole gang in the house today. We got Tasha T. Sizzle, Michigan Mike, and welcoming back our resident youth of the generational um, sports fans, Mr. Brandon Boomer Sooner. Lewis, what's going on today, guys and gal? Great. It feels great outside. Yeah, it's amazing. In Oklahoma, apparently, um, you know, after the ice storm and snow and everything, we're going to be at a high of 81 today. So, All right. All right. Some, some good weather breezing through Texas. Myself, personally, I am glad to see y'all. As my grandma say, I'm more happy to see y'all than Auntie Jesse and, and Uncle Nim. So we got a lot to get to today. Got a lot of sports to talk. I got to get y'all's opinion on some stuff. You know I do. But before we do, a word from my sponsor. We're sponsored by May Jane's Coffee. That's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. You can get your Colombian, your Honduran, and your Brazilian blend coffee freshly ground or not by my daughter, Sasha. When I say ground or not because she has coffee beans, because I do know a few people who actually like to do their ground their own, grind their own coffee. But again, place your order for your May Jane's coffee. She has mugs, she has t-shirts. She has the syrups that you can even flavor your coffee with. Again, that is MayJanesCoffee.com. Every cup cold sold keeps a sister off the pole. And there you have it. Shouts out to our sponsor, May Jane's Coffee. I will be sipping on that as we continue through the show. But I want to start off. Now, y'all know two weeks ago when we was on here, we had to give Mike some love because he was fresh out the barber chair. Can you check out? Can you zoom in on, on Brandon down there with the fresh edge up today? Can you give us a little yes. a little side pan? A, a, yes. A taste up? yes. You know, got the, the beard and everything. You know, I ain't brushed this morning, but it's all good. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the podcast people will never know. Um, just take our word for it. He's clean, Spotify people, Apple podcast people. Glad to have you all on board. Now, uh, again, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to talk mostly NBA. going to get into a little Major League Baseball a little bit later on in the show. And we're going to show you how you can compete against the Holy Trinity of Tasha, Mike, and Brandon in this year's March Madness Tournament. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show for those details. But I want to start in the NBA. And we can't start in the NBA without talking about this guy right here. King yeah. James. King James and the, the, the losing Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I want to get y'all's opinion on, on this because we all thought that the Lakers, once they made the moves that they made, would be at least a power player in the NBA this year. Right now, as of the time of the, of the show, the Lakers are ninth. <laughs> Say what now, Tasha? Who is this we? When did you start Polly Buffon saying? <laughs> oh, so this is not a we thing. Oh, this makes it. Oh, no, I know I did. Y'all know my, my crowd was cocked to the side when they brought in over us. <laughs> but we, we're going to get to that in just a second. Now, to set the stage, the Lakers with 19 games left to play in the regular season, they are currently ninth in the West. The Only the top 10 make it. They are a half a game ahead of the 10th place Pelicans who had had Zion Williamson all year. They're only two games ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. Stop it, Mike. We're They're only two games ahead of the Portland Trailblazers, who are in 11th place. And Portland hadn't had Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum in a month. Just an absolute disaster of a situation for the Lakers. So let me start with you, Mike. 
Given the standings, are they going to make the play-in tournament? I didn't even I say think so. I, I said the play-in tournament. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I, I I do believe that they'll still make it in. Still, um, they must, they've lost eight of their last ten games, and Anthony Davis is still a few weeks away. Yeah, I think they make it in. I do. What's wrong with the Lakers? Why are they struggling right now? <laughs> they have no team dynamic. Like they have all this uh, somewhat talent, and very. I mean, to make a team like a good team, you have to be good in different areas. And I think that they're, they're they are good, but all in the same areas, and they don't mix well. And so when you have that as a team, like you just don't know how to win con- consistently. Okay, well, Brandon, let me come to you. Let's be a little bit more specific with you. Let's play the, the blame game. Who are you blaming for this this colossal failure? Is it mostly on LeBron? Is it mostly on Russell Westbrook and his struggles? AD not being there? Or front office not able to make any moves at the trade deadline? Where do you place the majority of the blame for the Lakers' woes so far? Well, I'm going to start with front of office because, number one, if I was a general manager, why would I get all those washed-up stars? Those Woo! are not stars Come that... with the fresh edge up. Hey, I got to make my comeback. You know, I'm back. You know what I mean? Um, but the front office, number one, why, why, why are you going to get stars that were once stars of their their prior teams to come in and try to, you know, you know, portray it again, pretty much like what they did with their old teams? And it's just too many egos. We talked about that previously. Too many egos. Um, and when you have that many egos on one team, how can you be successful? That's anything you do, whether you're at work, um, you're on a team, anything. You know, if you have that many egos, why is it even happening? You know, why would you even make that? If you want to be successful, that's not the way to go. That is not. And I like the way that you went front office because you just walked me into the question I have for T. Sizzle. Welcome back, Brandon Lewis. Now, T. Sizzle, today you are Jeannie Buss. And I'm general manager Rob Palinka. And I'm going into your office and we're talking off season. And I'm presenting you with some with some information and you tell me where we go from here. You two listen up because I'm gonna come to you with this as well. So uh T Sizzle Bus, this is what we're looking like with our three superstars going into the offseason. First of all, we have no draft picks, we have no no basically no salary cap either. We have AD, who's basically he, he's not movable because we mortgaged our future to bring him over to get the title, and he was supposed to be the heir apparent to LeBron. LeBron was supposed to fade into the number two role, and he was supposed to be our Batman going forward once LeBron retired. So we're stuck with him. Russell Westbrook has a $47 million player option for next year. Now, you and I both know it doesn't take a, a, a perfect SAT score for somebody to figure out, hey, Russell, you better opt in because nobody's going to pay you $47 million to play basketball next year. Hell, they might not even pay you $7 million to play basketball next year the way you look. So we have that in situation. We're going to have to expect him to opt in. We'll be stuck with that contract. So all we have left is LeBron. LeBron has one more year on his deal. That's next year. He's eligible to sign an extension this offseason. I'm coming to you, Jeannie Buss. I got the books open. I got the folders open. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to go to LeBron and go ahead and offer him an extension so that he can hang around, we run it back, and and maybe he break Kareem's all-time scoring record in a Laker uniform? Or do we go to him and say, hey, look, this ain't working. We'll facilitate you to the trade of your choice. We know you have a no-trade clause, but wherever you want to go, we'll make that happen while you still have trade value so that we can build around Anthony Davis. 
What are you telling me to do in that situation? Well, before I answer that, let me go back to what Brandon was saying. And then you actually said it. It is the front office's fault because they mortgaged the entire house to get street clothes and street clothes is in street clothes. Then when you tell the people who are watching for the first time who street clothes is, that is AD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and since you called him that, he hadn't been healthy since. And then I also, if I'm Jeannie Buss, what I would do, because you've put so much into LeBron, you got to keep LeBron. And it's to the point now, I think a lot of the decisions that LeBron himself are, is making is, is outside of basketball. Remember, I said that last week. You he's did. doing a lot of things. And what I like about him is what he's doing outside of basketball because you left, you left Cleveland after seven years. You go to Miami. That is one of the most well-run organizations with somebody like Pat Riley. He you still is. That, then you go back to the kerfunkel of Cleveland again. Then you go to the Lakers, who their ish isn't together. Right, they hadn't made the playoffs in five seasons prior to LeBron's arrival. Right, I mean, you know, they won the, you know, the championship in the bubble, and I'm not trying to, you know, take anything away from that. But after that, they don't have anything. So Jeannie's best bet, her and uh, Palinka go blue. Their best bet is to just keep LeBron around and just do what they got to do. This is what they chose, right. and so they're they're going to have to to deal with that and. Le LeBron is going to keep bringing in what I call the uh, what's his agent's name? Rich Paul. Chris no, not Chris Paul. What's his name? Who LeBron's agent? Yeah, what's his name? Rich, yeah, Paul. Rich Paul. You know they keep bringing in the Rich Paul All Stars to try to build a team, and that's what they're going to mm. have to do. Keep bringing in the Rich Paul because those are the only people that are going to be able to play with LeBron, and he wow. and then also with. It's almost like he wants to be the GM, too. And it's like I think Jeannie and all them said, okay, LeBron, you're here. We're going to let you do what you want to do, which is a mistake because you think about it. In my opinion, who's the best basketball player ever would not have those six championships if he was in charge of the Bulls. That you is, that is a, definitely the truth. So LeBron is trying to be a GM. He's trying to be a player. He's trying to be a coach. And, and he's not equipped to do that. Again, yeah, you, these are talented players that are represented by Rich Paul, but you can't have the Rich Paul All-Stars playing for the Lakers. Wow. Because all those coming together, are, they're not meshing. And then, you know, we were talking about the Westbrook when he was getting signed, and I told you they should have went with Buddy Hill. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And, and, and that would have been a front office move. And the thing is, even prior to Buddy Hill, they had a chance to get DeMar DeRozan, who, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, is in the MVP race right now, tearing it up in Chicago. But LeBron wanted his buddy. He, he, he wanted his friend to come home. He wanted – it's a lot more to basketball when it comes to LeBron James, and we're seeing that. Mike, all right, you're in this board of director meeting. What are you advising me to do? you want me to extend LeBron, or do you want me to, to try to – to find a place for him to go and play with Bronny. I, I I'm going I'm going to I'm a fan of blowing up organizations. <laughs> so <laughs> and I know the I know the Lakers don't want to do that because they're like the Lakers. They're like, nah, we can't have a down year or a two two years consecutively. Uh I think they need to be like blow it up. Like next couple of years working on getting their draft picks back as a normal organization with not a 
huge salary cap. Like, let's just blow it up. Y'all are going to be bad for probably five to seven years. But that after that, you can rebuild. Fam, it, I understand that. But look what you have right now. Like, you just have a whole bunch of mess. Like, it's going to continue right. if you keep doing right. this. So right, right. Gotta, right. This, is, this is bad, right. Tasha? The thing about that, I still say that LeBron is running the team, and he has too much invested in L.A. Bronny is – I mean, I, I looked this up, you know, we were supposed to do um, talk about a topic last week. Bronny is only ranked like 40-something. You think right. you got the right. players as as and, and you, prospects. Right. And if you say, okay, he's gonna go straight to the to the league, it's only two rounds. You, you, you know, but so he has a lot invested right now in LA. His family's there, the kids go to school there. And then you think about what's the little middle child's name? You, you think Bryce. if you go somewhere, yeah, Bryce, let's say, okay, this team, team A drafts Bronny just because it's LeBron James' son. You're gonna have this kid. Packed up, he left Cleveland, go to Miami, back to Cleveland. He's living his life in LA. Now this kid got to go back. Like, what about me? Why we got to keep chasing you and you and and, and Bronny's dreams? What about what about me? So I think he has too much invested in the Lakers, and he's in their ears for them to get rid of him. Even though I agree with Mike, they should. Just, I mean, like you don't have any draft picks, and you got players who are too old and creaky, knees popping. And everything else, a, a, a somebody you like I said, you mortgage the house on, and he's always in his street clothes. Did anybody see Dallas play uh, the Lakers last Friday and Luca just putting LeBron in the pick and roll and giving him that work? And then the other night against the Clippers, Reggie Jackson looked like the second coming of AI. Brandon, let me come to you with this one because we did want to get into this last week, but we weren't able to come on. Um, LeBron now saying that if you take Bronny. If you take Bronny with your, with your NBA pick, you get me at pennies on the dollar because I want to play with my son for one year. Would you take a one-year flyer on Le- to get LeBron to draft his son who may or may not be NBA-level uh, talent? No, I wouldn't. And number one, I'm sorry, I got to get a shout-out to those Duncanville high school basketball, you know, because they beat. Yeah. They beat Bronny. Bronny is not – I feel like since he's LeBron James' son, they're going <laughs> to give him that. But I'm sorry. If I had, if you know, if I had kids right now and I had a son that was a good player, I want him to be him, not because what I was about, you know, be your own image. And I feel like this is just like the media hyping it up. Like, okay, you know, LeBron James is still in the league. So let's go on and make it happen. No. Why would I waste my time on getting LeBron James son and then LeBron James for one year? And he's already washed up. LeBron James is not the same player. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Wait a minute, Mike. You shaking your head. Yes, you agree. I wouldn't say washed up, but he is nowhere near the caliber of player that he was. Right. Right. He's, he's not the same player. that he was in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, like I mean, he still he's, can. Um, he's not the same. Cleveland, he ain't the same as he was now, in the I'll, I'll correct that. Yes. <laughs> he can still give us what we need, but yes. he's not going to go the extra notch like he was when he was younger, when he first came in the league. You know? Right. He's right. not that same yeah. player. He, he's, a, he's a good. I wouldn't even say the best. He's a good sixth man of the year, but he doesn't want to be called a sixth man of the right. year. Because now, what, wait a minute now. I'm not going to let y'all put him down to the sixth man of the I year. I mean, no, like no, you think about it. Who didn't, who didn't want to come off the bench? Allen Iverson. When he went to the And that, and that sped up him getting out of the league. That, that, that facilitated him. They put, put Rip Hamilton on the bench, which Rip Hamilton was like, I'm cool. Carmelo but if it don't 
If, 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 but if, if it don't work, we're going to have to change some, some stuff. See, like, prime example, like Manu Ginobili, he was a starter, and then he went to the six man role. I but hate Manu Ginobili. And, and, they, and look, at, look at what the Spurs did. He took it in stride. Yes. No, but I hate Manu Ginobili because what he used to do to my grit and grind Grizzlies. You know, he used to give us that work too. Like Manu yeah, Ginobili. The Euro step. The Euro step. That Euro step. He was, Tony Allen couldn't do nothing with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still triggered by that. We had some championship teams that San Antonio just blew through because of people like Manu Ginobili. Well, look, and, look what y'all did to us last week. That's true. That's true. So, so wait a minute. So it sounds like we're absolving Anthony Davis from all of this because from what I'm hearing you say, and you all are absolutely correct, LeBron has lost several steps. He can no longer move his feet laterally on defense. He's more of a Robert Ory type, spot up shooting threes. He's not attacking the paint like he used to. I agree with that. But wasn't that supposed to be his role in year 19? Isn't AD supposed to be a top five player in the league? And, and that's it. I have, I'm so disappointed in what Anthony Davis is because coming out of, I mean, I'm, you know, I hate that one and done. I hate it. I think they yeah, should I agree at, least with you. Stay, at least stay two years when yeah. he came out, it, you know, it was okay. But did you see, I don't can't remember the game is they, they played um, Milwaukee and you saw he was doing all these moves. And then Giannis just, I mean, Giannis was jacking everybody's. He was just taking everybody's, you know, ish out. That was a 30-point blowout at one point, yeah. But I really thought that AD was going to be a Tim Duncan-ish type. That's what I embodied him being. He, he had – uh, wait a minute. Let me shout out this Facebook. <laughs> he's a walking injury report, right? He's got a little red cue over his head when he wake up out the bed every morning because mm-hmm. he's questionable. We that, that That's true. I am very disappointed in Anthony Davis because he sold LeBron a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. He had LeBron think he, – he, he lost his juice like the Monstars. Took his juice. It was, almost like, it was almost better for him to stay in New Orleans in my opinion. He was better off there. I mean, yeah, he might even get his championships, you know, and stuff. Well, his championship. But um, he was better off in New Orleans, honestly. You know, going to the Lakers, sometimes we think things are greener on the other side, and it's not always greener. That is very true. And let's not forget, with the bubble championship, the reason why I don't have a problem with people calling it the bubble championship is because there was a four-month layoff with with the COVID strike before they even resumed play. So they didn't have to play 82 straight games. They they had a long break. Anthony Davis was able to come back, play for a few weeks, and then the playoffs started. So the Anthony Davis that has to go through an 82-game grind is going to miss about 30 or 40 games a year. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are in serious, serious trouble. Now, they have a, a high-profile game tonight on national television on ABC against Golden State. And the reason why I want to go ahead and talk about Golden State right now is because I have a gripe with one Wardell Stephen Curry and what we say about him. And the thing is, I may be hating. I may be tripping. I need y'all to to help me clarify my thoughts here. So I'm coming to y'all with this because I know y'all know y'all sports and y'all know me. And if if I'm being too hard on them, y'all let me know. But I have a serious gripe with this man right here before you being called the greatest shooter of all time. I think that's the biggest farce. In sports history, I think that that's the biggest misnomer in sports history. We see here our crack uh, production team with an excellent job of showing him hoisting the MVP trophy from the All-Star game where he dropped 15 threes and 50 points. 
my question, and, and then that's what ramped up the talk again about him being the greatest uh, shooter of all time. Here's my gripe. Where are your signature shots if you're the greatest shooter of all time? Shouldn't the greatest shooter of all time have some signature shots? Let's pull the receipts, ladies and gentlemen, because I come with a bag full of them. In 2015, when he won his first title, Andre Iguodala was the, was the MVP of that final series because he guarded LeBron. He came off the bench the first four games of that series. Usually, a tie goes to the superstar when all things being equal. Do you know how subpar your superstar has to play for Andre Iguodala to be the finals MVP? Fast forward to 2016. They're up 3-1 over LeBron James. You couldn't have one game of 50? Where's your 50-burger in game five? Where's your 50-burger in game six? Where's your 50-burger in game seven? You blow a 3-1 lead, then you go get KD. KD comes over. Who's the finals MVP the next two years? KD, who I contend is the greatest shooter of all time. I got a couple other names there, too. But then when KD leaves, Seth is back in the finals again with no KD, no Clay because they were injured in game six against Toronto. And y'all remember, he had the ball in his hands late in game six, and he choked. He had the ball. He could have forced game seven, and he clanked it. Where are the signature shots? Reggie Miller against the, the, the Indiana Pacers. Ray Allen in the corner against the Spurs in game six to save LeBron's championship. You talk about Isaiah Thomas hitting big shots against the Celtics when they finally overtook Larry Bird. And let's not get started on what Larry Bird used to do to the, to the uh, Lakers in the 80s. Iconic shots, the huge steal against um, uh, against Isaiah Thomas. Where is the signature play from Steph? Am I being too hard on Steph? Brandon, we're going to work our way up the ladder. Brandon, am I being too hard on Steph? Is he the greatest shooter of all time, in your opinion? I mean, the thing about it is, I'm going to put it this way. Your debate is great. I love your debate, where you're coming from and where you're standing. Um, you know, most shooters, they do have those signature moments that you can remember. Um, I mean, I don't honestly think somebody should be named the best shooter of all time until after their career, in my opinion. Okay. Because the game, the game is always evolving, like technology. Right. It's always evolving. So we can say he's the greatest shooter now, but somebody come off, you know, out of the draft, they doing the same thing, you know. I mean, I can't really say he's the greatest shooter of all time right now. You know, Ray Allen and Reggie Jackson right now. Um, I mean, Reggie Miller, sorry. Reggie Miller are the best shooters right now, in my opinion. They, look, there's two names on my list, and, and shouts out to Denise. Denise said her grandparents are listening, and her granddaddy said Larry Bird is the greatest. I have Reggie Miller, Larry Bird, Ray Allen, Dirk, KD. Like, so – Tell your grandparents, thank you for listening. I totally agree with them. Mike, am I being too hard on Steph? Is he the greatest shooter no. of all time? No, I, I I like what you're you're saying. And to let everyone know, you know, we didn't know what, what Paul was going to say on this show. But the instantly, instantly when you said, you know, is he the greatest shooter? I was thinking about the same stuff. And I was like, well, is there a difference between greatest shooter and being clutch? And I was like, yeah, okay, well, that, let's... No, that's where I may be in the weeds, Mike. So, so right. if I'm in the weeds there, like, talk me out of the weeds because maybe I'm being too literal with my assessment. But, okay, but that's a good point. I mean, but I mean, to your point, like, he, he does do a lot of great shots when it doesn't yeah. even matter. I mean, it does matter when the he large carries. scale, but like, his, his last second shot, Ray Allen, yeah, in the corner, that was epic. 
Um, a lot of the top shooters that you've listed are very physical as well and played during those physical times. Like even Dirk shot, you know, they didn't, no one had knew how to guard it. So they had to be extra physical with them. Uh, Larry Bird, extra physical in those Lakers series. Like it's just, and you don't really see that with, with Steph. Like no one's really physical with them because they cause a foul. And then he shoots behind. He's like, I'm going to shoot this half, half court shot then. Right. Uh, and, because, it is, and it is fun watching him play on TV. He's electrifying. I will right. say he's a great player and a first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. But greatest shooter? Yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. Go, keep going. No, I, I, I would definitely put him on the list. Uh, as number one, I, I cannot do that. Um, just in the pack, I, I do consider greatest shooter and clutch in the same category because I believe like Dirk, if you're like Dirk in 2011 against uh, against Miami, right? And just taking opportunities and like, okay, sometimes I, I have to shoot the three, but the greatest shooter of all time has to know when to drive the lane too. So on, the greatest shooter doesn't necessarily just mean threes. Like it means pulling up for a jumper, you know, driving the lane. Like I, I'm encompassing all things, making a bucket. Okay. All right. Good stuff. T-Sizzle, your thoughts? Am I being too hard on stuff? You're not really being too hard on him, but all of this talk didn't happen about him being the greatest shooter until that night on December 14th when he broke Ray Allen's three-point record. I think they're saying he's the greatest, like like Facebook user just took my point. I think they're saying he's, you know, the greatest shooter because of the three point aspect of it. But I mean, I used to, even when, when I call him, I call him Shuttlesworth. When Shuttlesworth, Shuttlesworth, when he was with, with the Bucks, his game was just, oh, I mean, coming out of you, I mean, oh my God, like yes. I wanted to watch Jesus, like that's yes. what I wanted to watch. Yes. Um, and like I said, Larry Bird, you know, Larry doesn't get a lot of credit in the hood because black people just don't want to give Larry Bird his props. Look, but unless the you're the Bad Boy Pistons, they did nickname right. him Silent Death on the Bad Boys documentary. Right. But the main had a signature shoe. Right. He had that Converse was kicking. He had them all black Converse. He had his own signature. Larry, shoe. Larry took no shorts. He took no L's, and he took no shi. You know right. what? Right. That's Larry. Larry legend. Larry legend for for a reason. Yes. Um, so I think they're just He's trying. My to, number I, one. I think they're saying that more because of the three point. You know that people can't. But Larry would give you that work beyond the art too. It just wasn't the game wasn't predicated yeah. more on three point shots in his era. So I think what they're not doing, they're not separating the shooting aspect from where he's shooting the ball from. Okay, so so we're saying because of the distance, the oohs and ahs, the 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 pulling up from the logo. Now he did revolutionize the game in that facet, and I want to give him his props for that. See, look, I missed y'all because I, I didn't tell y'all because I knew that y'all was gonna have the heat already in your in your in your wallet and in your purse. I thank y'all for that because I was really struggling with that watching the All Star game. I said, I got to get the game together and ask him, am I being too hard on Steph? Because I don't want to be a hater. And if I'm being a hater, I can be a hater and a homer. Y'all know this about me. Love me anyway, damn it. Um, Brandon, so you so you said your greatest shooter of all time right now is Reggie Miller 1, uh, Ray Allen 1A? Yes. And, and like I say, you know, like I'm a, I'm a big uh, Curry fan, but I mean, I, you can't really give somebody that title until the, their career is over. Like I say, That's the great. game is always – evolving That's you know fair. you can't just go oh you know i can't say you know like in broadcasting you know um 
Stephen A. Smith is the best right now. No, it's people way ahead of him, and then there's people coming in from behind. You know what I mean? So it's that's something you can't just give someone a title about. Uh, uh, that's good. That's good stuff. I totally agree, Mike. Your last word on that. Who's the greatest shooter of all time? If it's not Stephen Curry, I'm gonna go Larry and Dirk one two. Um, I think Ray Allen is definitely on my top five, but kind of the same thing that I said about Steph. Like he was mostly three point. Uh, he just had a lot more clutch shots, um, and he his yeah his shooting was just like perfect. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go just put him on there. And Tasha, your your uh, greatest shooter of all time. Man, even though at that time I was rooting for the Knicks, man, I I just like Reggie. I always liked the way Reggie Miller would always. Reggie, Reggie had stones. Okay, his name was Reggie Stones. Go back and watch the Reggie versus um everybody that ESPN thirty for thirty. What he used to do to not only the Knicks, but he's the only player walking this earth that took Michael Jordan post championship to a seventh game because he hit two buzzer beaters in game five and game six. Took Mike to a seventh game. We thought Mike might not even make it to his sixth championship. <laughs> Reggie was about that life. But I do. I like, I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I can't really rank them, but I, I mean, these are just people that I would put up ahead of Steph. Reggie Miller, Larry Bird, and, and Shuttlesworth. Like, those are my, and of course, you know, me being a KD stand. I was going to say, what's the KD love? He had the, he got the, you, you, you know, KD, anytime you have the greatest, if you say greatest centers, I'm going to put KD on that list. But the man was out for six weeks and he came in off the street and dropped 31 last night, uh, the other night against the Heat. I mean, yeah, right but, off the street. And that's why, you know, when we had the debate about LeBron and KD, I, I'm always, Leaning towards KD because KD. Oh, he's definitely more skilled. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. When I say LeBron is better Dirk than KD, took down, Dirk took down KD, Westbrook, and Harden. Uh, uh, don't, forget, don't forget the Lakers. Don't forget Kobe say, that year. He took down Kobe too. Where's the Dirk love at? Come on. I fools with Dirk when he walked in with that plate wrapped in that with, with aluminum foil on the plate, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> I knew he walked in with aluminum foil plate. You know, that's <laughs> hey, he got his hey. When the brisket's good, the brisket's good, you know. Okay. He got, that was some Texas cooking. It said, take your lunch to work with you, baby. Mama going to see you at the game. Hey, that was his first time eating some, some like collard that. greens. He had some collard greens. Yeah. He was like, no, oh, baby, I'm taking this to work. That sister done made some soul food for him, sent him a plate with some foil on it to work that day. Hey, shouts out to the Mavs fans in the comments today. Hey, make sure you stick around because we're coming right to your wheelhouse in just a second. But I want to end this segment with a Facebook user comment that, that we didn't mention that I think bears repeating. Don't forget that no one plays defense either anymore. Larry would average 50 <laughs> in today's game. Without you being able to hand check him and, and arm bar him in the back and he can't mm -hmm. post up and things of that nature. You all crushed that segment. Oh, I missed y'all so much. All right. Um, now, Mike, since the Mavs are in the building right now, and you donning some Mavs uh, gear, there looks like. Let's 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 ask you a question. Let's start here with you. Who got next? We know LeBron is on the, is out as king because I saw you do the 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 king the set. To, I saw that, Mike. But the people on Spotify and Apple Music didn't see you do that. I saw that, Mike. That was very slick of you. That hurt my feelings. But I'm not saying you're not wrong. You're right. But don't do that on the show no more. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> so 
if he's no longer the king, there's two people that are just vying for the throne right now. And I want y'all to tell me who got next. Is it John or is it Luca? Somebody says, you ain't got to ask, is Luca the Don? Mike, we're coming to you first. Who got <laughs> next? Luca or, or John? Go ahead and share that picture real quick because that's a good one. But um, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with Luca just right out the, the out out the gate. I think the only chance for Jaw to city, city. the only chance that Jaw has a chance to meet up with Luca uh, throughout the next years is, is going to be getting out of Memphis. And we talked about that um, before that it's just a different market. He doesn't get that much view time unless he has a crazy fifty point game, dunks on somebody, hits a beater. Like unless that happens, don't do that. Every that was time. A he broke the internet Monday night. Don't do that. No, it was great, but I'm saying like that's like he has to do that to get views. Um, uh, so what if he does that for the next, if he has to do that for the next two years, then I'm gonna stay out of this. I mean, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> that's it. No, that's his only no, chance. I that's okay. his only chance. So you rolling with Luca, and we're gonna and I'm and I got some some ancillary questions to follow up with. So we're gonna go with we'll start with you, T Sizzle. Who got next, Jaw Luca? See, I said what because y'all just knew I was going to disagree with Mike. But uh huh, where's the spoon, John Morant? And I and I, somebody else. I was watching one of the sports shows, and when somebody else said this, I said they are absolutely correct. He is Derek. What Derek Rose was supposed to be. Before the injuries, okay. How how I, I much longer? How much longer can he play at at that at that speed? You know, Luca's game is for the long term. And then, like, I, I'm gonna ask this question: Who do you guys know off the top of your head? Like, who has the most field goal attempts this season? Can y'all name like the top two or three players? If I had to guess with field goal attempts. Luca definitely has to be on there. Yeah, because he carries his team. Job maybe not so much because he picks his spots and he missed 12 games. Brandon, anybody come to the top of your head? Maybe Trey Young. Trey Young. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Trey Young. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is Luca's first, followed very close by LeBron, which goes back to LeBron wasn't supposed to be playing well, that role. Catch Kareem, so we're going we're gonna to put him over in another bucket there. He needs to attempt. <laughs> he good. He number good. three. Number Stop three. <laughs> and number three is Ja. So they're in the top three, you know, of field goal attempts, but Luca's game is made more for the long term because it's only look – at, look at players like Vince Carter – who, when he couldn't jump and he dunk, played anymore, 20 years. he played years. Yeah, he played, but because, but he wasn't putting his arm through the net. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, true. and even look at the, the players who live above the rim. They eventually develop a jump shot because they can't keep playing up to that level. Now, as far as if you said, okay, who's going to be the next MVP? What do we talk about as far as winning championships? We want our teams to win now. Ja is what's hot in these streets now. Ja oh, is streets. Don't forget the sidewalks. Yeah, and the curbs and everything. Right there, Ja is what's hot. And that's what people pay attention to, is what's hot now. And if he continues to play at this level, they're going to look at him more because he's the one that's getting the highlights on, on all the sports shows. 
He let off all of the sports shows this entire week because of his performance on Monday against the Spurs. Yes, and, and people were saying that what was most impressive was the buzzer beater, not the dunk. But he climbed a ladder on seven-foot Yaka Purtle. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, yeah. we're not even going to bang on San, San Antonio because I know we got a, a Spurs fan on the panel. But, but Facebook, Facebook user, I say more like Rose because AI didn't live above the rim. Derrick Rose would. But, but here's, why I, here's why I agree with the AI, though. It's because of his vision on the court and his ability yeah. to get to the cup, and because he's leading the league in in paint points. But I'm talking about like Giannis talking and, and about explosiveness. Like when you look at explosive, that's what I mean by by that by the explosiveness. Okay, as far right. as it is AI, but the explosiveness, like we we would want to see which when he was Pooh. You know, we would see Pooh get the ball. Pooh would dunk it. Pooh would do you know whatever he needed to, and that's why I right. say job. It's kind of is what Derrick Rose was supposed to have been had he not been injured. If anybody would have saw, saw Derrick Rose play pre tearing up his knee for the first time, that is a huge compliment. The man was an MVP when LeBron was still up and coming. King James, like he outplayed LeBron that year. Well, I think and it was 2011, not, I believe. And had he not got hurt, they would have beat Cleveland in that playoff. That, that no, Brandon. I know you cheesing like a Cheshire cat because you know the NBA is going to be in great hands once us old fogies are out of the game. So <laughs> as far as the people who represent your generation, who's the best generational talent? Ja or Luke, in your opinion? Well, I'm going to put it in this terms. You have two different players here. You have a polished player who was already playing pro basketball before he even came to the NBA. Okay, and then you have Paul Morant who came from the collegiate ranks. So to me, those shouldn't even be a debate, in my opinion. That's not a good debate because John Morant, he's coming from the college ranks. And like I say, Luca was already experienced at a young age. He's just building on his platform in the NBA because the NBA gets more media. So he's just, you know, bringing it to the, his talents there. So, I mean, right now, Luca, but I feel like it's going to be John Morant taking over. Like, you come here, my brother. Come here, I'm take over. <laughs> like, I'm just because they're two different. I mean, Luca already came in polished. Like, he's it's not like Luca just woke up one day and boom, he started doing what he do. No, he already, if you go look at his accolades, he already had championships. He already had yeah, MVP. He was, he was the man, he was the man over yonder, too. Yes. So, let me, so let me go with this to you, Brandon. Then, with that being the case. Both teams, both players have their team right in the thick of the playoff contention. And the way the West is looking up top with Golden State struggling and with CP3 out for Phoenix up at the one and two spot, the West is really wide open. So mm-hmm. there's no LeBron there to get in the way. KD has left the West Coast. He's on the East Coast now. One of these two could legitimately be playing in the finals. Who do you think has a better chance of winning a title first as well as league MVP? Brandon, we'll start with you. I say the Grizzlies. I have to go with the Let's Grizzlies. Let's just let that marinate for a minute. He said Grizzlies. It just echoed in my ear a little bit. All right, we'll let that marinate right there. Now, and the reason, I, and the reason I say that is because they have more youth and their game is just going to get better and better, where the Mavericks are having to go to vets to kind of help, and Luka can't do it all by himself. Now, somebody said the Grizzlies don't want that smoke with my Mavs in the playoffs. They did win the season series 3-1, but that was without Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant in two of those games. So, yes, they do match up well against each other, um, but I love your answer, Brandon. Now, moving look, now moving up to, to Mr. Maverick himself, 
Who was the MVP first? Are you finished? Are you finished? <laughs> and another thing. Are you finished? All right. Is it my turn you? now? <laughs> you got the floor, dude. Come on. No, I don't. No, the Grizzlies there ain't no way. I think one thing that well, Luca does no have. Be respectful. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. I mean, we already be talked respectful. about if they meet up in Brandon, the Western be Conference. Ready to cock and roll. Brandon, be ready to cock and roll. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right I'm you. you know how they clap back? I'm ready. Oh, we got some applause <laughs> going on. Go ahead, Mike. Are you finished? I'm finished. Oh, finished. I'm ready. You got the floor. I'm right. I mean, I, I just started talking, then y'all talk over me. I mean, you no, let me saying, know. Do I have the floor? Okay. Nah, you got it. The floor you is let yours. me know. Thank you. <laughs> As I was saying, when we talked about a couple weeks ago, in the West, if they meet in the Western Conference Finals, even you said, Paul, sir, that the Mavs, they were going to win that game. Come on. I did not say that. I said the Mavs okay. are a tough match up against Ja and, and the uh, – And Brandon kind of – but Brandon I said, said it for me, though. Chris Stapps Porzingis was a matchup problem for Jaron Jackson Jr. He gone. We ain't scared of no oh, Davis okay. Bertans or no Spencer. Oh, you Gibson. should be. You should be. <laughs> you should be. And Brandon said it for me. I mean, Luke, Luke has been there, done that. Um, he has the experience and veteranship already. And now he just has young talent now. He's going to be there for a while because the Mavs are trying to, the Mavs front office are trying to make him happy. So they'll do whatever he wants. Hey, Who what do you wins need? The title to... first, Mike. Oh, the Mavs. I mean, that, that was Mavs, of course. Who wins the MVP <laughs> yeah. first, Mike? The Mavs. I already said that. No, Luka. no so you said Luca wins the MVP before John. You know, John is going to be in the MVP race this season, right? <laughs> yeah. So will Luca? You check those Southwest Division standings. He got a nice little lead on him. No, both players are playing phenomenal. Tasha, break the tie. What's going on? Who wins the MVP well, first? Uh, I already said it. Ja is Ja would win an MVP first, and like my like my Aryan brother Marcus said, Ja has more time to add to his game. Whereas Luca, like uh, Brandon was saying, Luca was already polished. That's Luca's game. That's what we're going to get from Luca. And I love to watch what Luca's doing. Yes, but, he was phenomenal but, last Friday night against the right. Lakers on ESPN. That was just right. to see him put LeBron in that pick and roll and just do him dirty. That, that hurt my heart to see, but that was that was classic, classic b-ball. But as far as winning a championship first, and again, this goes back to past conversations we've had, they've given Ja a little more help because they're are they third or fourth in the West? What are they? They're half a game behind uh, Golden State. Let's go, Lakers. Okay. <laughs> so uh with you know, they actually finally got him some help now, but I yes. do see Luca, it's more. I mean, look how long it took Dirk playing and, and playing right. his style of ball for them to actually win that championship. So, this now, is a tough one, but um, and it is a tough cool. one because you what, how, how do you go wrong with either player? Yeah, it also depends on what the Mavs are going to continue to put around Luca. I don't think either one of them are going to win it this year, but mm, if you if I had to say okay, two years from now, I would definitely go with the Mavs. But if so I'm who's sorry. winning then? The Bucks? Yeah, I, 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 I like the Bucks myself because I don't think Giannis yeah. gets enough credit. But I want to I want to say this though, as far as uh, um, as far as who wins the MVP first, I think John wins the MVP first because with Luca, I think the thing that Brandon said would actually come back to to hurt him is the fact that we haven't seen anything new from him. He's pretty much carrying over what he did in Europe, and mm -hmm. he's maintaining that level of 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 hop stellar play with Ja, 
when you're leading in sports and you know they like storylines when it comes to the MVP. And one of the users said it best. The Facebook user said, Jock can have the MVP, I'll take the chip. I agree with them 100%. Yeah. But it's in reverse. I think Jaw will win MVP first because of the highlights and because of because he's a cultural icon like AI was. In fact, with the younger kids, you, yes. when they played Boston on TNT, there was a lot of kids in that in the garden with jaw jerseys on. But I think that Dallas has a more of a championship foundation mm-hmm. with a championship coach, a championship point guard who's coaching a future championship point guard. I just think that that their two series against the Clippers the last two years, they're more battle-tested. The Grizzlies are ahead of schedule. So I do think that if I had to put my money on it, I would say Luka would win a title before Ja, mm-hmm. but Ja would definitely win MVP before Luka. Yeah. Woo! Look, y'all are on fire today. Got me sweating. Where we going next? I don't even know where we going. Okay, let's Tell go here. What you got, little mama. Tell me what you got. <laughs> Y'all are bringing it today. I missed y'all terribly. All right. So, speaking of miss, is anybody going to miss the the Major League Baseball? Let me put that back up there. Because right now, the 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 lockout is continuing. It's going towards this 100th day. It looks like what we heard this week is that the the first couple of series from opening day will be canceled. Correct, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So far, they canceled it. So no okay. new news. My question is, is Major League Baseball next? And I want to start with you with this one on Brandon because Major League Baseball for years has been has been chided for being an old man's game, for not appealing to the younger generation. Um, and I want to talk to someone who's a sports fan that's in the younger generation now. Does your friends, do you, your, your peers, the people you work with, the people you go to school with, do they even care that games are being canceled right now? I haven't really heard much from a younger um, standpoint as far as like being canceled, but I mean, I know the ones that love baseball. Yeah, of course, you know, because they grew up playing the game and they look up to, you know, these players and stuff like that. But this is, this has been an ongoing problem, you know, for major league baseball. This is something that we go through all the time and it's starting with the head, Rob Manfred. Come on, guy. Bring your, has Bring your receipts. I got. I pulled up an article this morning. Um, it's bad when you have a minor league, well, a college summer league team that put out a statement that they don't want you at none of their games. You're not allowed. You know that's bad. Yeah, public enemy number one in do sports you, right do now. Do you know? But do you know why, Brandon? Do you know why? No, I just barely saw it this morning. Can you um in, uh, educate me on that? Because Manfred is not a baseball guy. See, he doesn't the- know. He doesn't know. I don't think he knows any players. Remember when the, with the World Series, he said this piece of metal? Yeah, he called it, it, it a piece of metal. Yes, he did. It, it is a piece of metal, but look, that's the World Series trophy. It if you say that about the Lombardi, we're we going to run you out of, out of the, the commissioner's office. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I'm glad you brought up that point because that's my next point. Um, when you have um, these leads and you have commissioners, all these head people – you need someone that knows the game, yes. who has played it, yes, and know how to communicate with it, you know, and know how to do business, you know. And it seems like, you know, what just what Tasha said, he has no idea, so he don't know what it feels like. He don't know what these fans are going through, you know, because the fans are the ones hurting, right? Not the, the players; those are the ones who get hurt, right? Yeah, the not the players and um, owners so much. 
you know. But, you know, they even talked about canceling minor league baseball. And we all and know the development, league, development league is important, you it know, because not all players are ready to, you know, go straight into the uh, major leagues. So, you know, it, it's going to hurt the fans, of course. I do agree on that. Um, but they got to come to agreement some way and somehow because, like, this is one of the best leagues. People make money in the major leagues. You know? Now, now we have a, a Facebook user that says Major League needs to needs a pitch clock. And now, I totally agree with the pitch clock and more bat flips to relate to the youngsters. Are you bored by the sport? Uh, will you sit down and watch a whole baseball game, Brandon? Uh, in person, not on TV. But I That's haven't been. To a baseball. I will watch it in in, in, in person. It's so fun. Yeah, I but I have been to a baseball game since like 2016. Dang. Dang. I don't been the ones Rangers got a the My Rangers got a new one too, so and you know, that's, my, I'm about that's to come the reason. That's the reason. We have a, mean, a, a comment that says we don't need 162 games to figure out who's good. It's a season you, too long, Mike. You you don't. Let, look, no, go I, ahead, look, Tosser, Go ahead. I don't even know what order we're going in. <laughs> go ahead. But you have what is it, 40 to 45 preseason games. Then you have a whole slate of 162, some boring, some not boring, because even the late, great Jackie Robinson said baseball is a boring game to watch, but it's not boring to play. Uh And he said that back, you know, back in the day. Then you have to go now where they're adding teams into the playoffs that it's 162 games. You got a team that won 73 games in the playoffs. Who wants to watch that added, and then they're the team that will mess around and win the championship. That's, that's the thing with that too. But you know, you're adding you're adding more games to an already long and boring season. Now, me living in the baseball country of the world, I don't care. Right, because that's baseball is huge there. I can see, like when I talk to my friends who are baseball, like just baseball people, they are concerned about. The, you know, the game's not being played because they can't watch them. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to go play baseball because I go and watch some of my friends who play in local baseball games here. And what it all boils down to, you have cheap-ass billionaires. They're, they don't, the billionaires don't want to pay to keep a middle class of baseball players. And Howard Bryan wrote this article I can't exactly remember what he said, but what he was balancing it out too was like how it is in corporate America now. You look at somebody like Jeff Bezos, who when he divorced, gave his wife $500, million, $500 billion, and he's still like the richest person, but he doesn't want to pay employees. But now, let me defend, let me defend the, the own baseball owners here for a second, because one of the, the things that, that the baseball owners are frustrated with is the fact that the luxury tax that that you know that they want capped is is due to the fact that when you're the Yankees, when you're the um, the Red Sox, when you're the Dodgers, and you're spending all this money over the luxury tax, that money is being split with revenue sharing with teams like Baltimore, who they won't use that money to improve their team. They're pocketing that money. So and the, that's that's my point. You and have, that's awful. I think they got a system right now because of that. You have billionaires who don't care about the regular season. 
They care about the postseason and who's going to win and who's going to get the most money in their pockets. And they don't. Yeah, we, we say, OK, yeah, baseball players are the highest paid. They get this and they get that. But, but it takes a long time for them to get to that point to where they make does. that money. If you have these Latin players, you can offer somebody from Latin America $600,000 a year. That's the most money they've ever seen in their life. But they've been down here selling, you know, mm-hmm. selling fruit on the side of the road. So you right. give them- Plus they love the sport because it's the most yeah, popular sport they in their region. The sport. So right. that is why these owners, you know, they're, they're trying to basically cut out the middle class. And that's what Howard Bryant was trying to say. It's just like in corporate America, that's what's going on in baseball. You have the richest of the rich not wanting to pay people kind of what what they're doing. Like Brandon said, you know, they, you don't want the farming systems. You don't want the minor leagues. So what are you going to do? Just have these players, this talent just sitting here. And then if you don't have them getting some kind of money, they're not going to want to play anymore. Yeah, you're eliminating. You're eliminating right. you know, those talented players because most of their players come from where you're from and the surrounding Latin uh, American area, uh, countries. I mean, yeah, because like even though Robinson Cano was out for the whole year for the steroids, he's been down here playing baseball every day. And and get, and when they have these small league tournaments and these, you know, different uh, Caribbean series tournaments, every person who is baseball down here is glued to a television watching baseball on television because you can get away with paying them peanuts because it's more than what they've had. Are they planters peanuts? Those are delicious. The ones that where, where, where you, you can crack them open and be the salt on each side. How you do I love Mike, Mike, fix baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, fix baseball for us. What's a happy medium? How do we get the players back on the field? And, and will it be too late? Will anybody care when they do? Well, there's a lot of problems there. One of them, it, like I agree with Tasha that it starts at the head. But I mean, this isn't something new. So it's like, why are we making it such a big deal this year? Uh, it happens every 10 years or so. So I mean, it's like it happens. It's going to be delayed. Uh, I would say like six months down the line, they'll finish like and start in August or whatever. And then we kind of have the bubble scenario, uh, which I agree. It, it is too long. I don't think it, it needs to be that many games. You have to look at it like from everyone saying that it's not fun to watch, but it's fun to play type of thing. That's the same thing with soccer, but that's the number one sport in the world. So mm-hmm. like, it's not well, the reason soccer, why. Somebody's getting tripped and falling down and, you know, or somebody got that, <laughs> they, they the footwork yeah, how they be crossing. That thing, is you could that thing is boring. Come on. Remember when the NBA, when they had that lockout, you had 50 games. Vince Carter still won the rookie of the year and the Spurs won uh, that was David Robinson's like last year. They and beat they the Knicks, won, right? And yeah, and they won that. Was it the Knicks? I can't remember. But they won that championship in a shortened in a shortened season. The, 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 but the thing is, I love the baseball experience at the Rangers Stadium. I went to a game last year, and I had a ball. I don't remember who won, but the in the inner the between the innings, all of the shenanigans, the radio, the the little stuff that they have going on. It was, but you it was have good. to have that because baseball is boring. You have to have – that's why – why do you think the NFL has, has cheerleaders? They got the dancing girls because you got mm-hmm. you to have something to keep the people entertained during timeouts or doing, you know, whatever's going on. Now, I'm more of a cheerleader fan in basketball because when my team is getting boat raced and they can't stop the run, I don't give a damn what the tight nets are down there doing. 
Y'all better get out there and clip somebody. Stop the run. Well, it's it's kind of like you know the minor leagues, you know double A's, like the rough rough riders here and nearby. Like they have Those that side time entertainment. They have people dancing. They have the little kids getting into it. Like that's what you have to do. Uh, when it comes to major league, they lack that. I would agree that even with the bad Rangers team last season, we still had fun because yeah. they hit home runs. They had good plays. They just – it was also in a new stadium, so that was kind of cool too. Shout yeah. out to Edie Collins for the tickets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just have to have that addition. You have to think from a younger generation, not just entertainment and fans-wise, but you have to think of, like, who your employees are. I think that's where they they miss. That's Right. Older people trying to manage younger people, and they don't want to change their ways, and that's why we got this problem. And in the comments, we get we're getting varying opinions. Uh, Facebook user says we also need a salary cap. Marcus says he agrees to shorten the season and add some entertainment along with the, I guess it's a virtual reality experience, and it will get better. Langston shouts out to Grandpa Langston says no salary cap because it is one point of reference to keep increasing the NFL cap, which they they need to get on the ball with that with that new TV contract. It's it seems like it's it's so it's so far away from being what everybody would want it to be. But I want to, to give you the final word on this one, Mike, because earlier this week I was asking you about it, and you made just like a in passing remark that I wanted to follow up with on the show. You said that's good for the Rangers. Why? <laughs> because they're actually doing good moves right now, but it is still like we have a better chance, kind of like what we said was I guess it was like eight years ago when this same thing happened and you asked me the same thing. I was like Hey, we have a better chance to get on a hot streak for, you know, two, three months rather than the whole season. Like, that's God, a long season. Okay, that makes total sense because I was confused as to why I was like, well, wouldn't you want to see your stars out there on the on the field? But you're saying a shortened season helps a team like like Texas so you don't have to stretch it out over 162 games. Right. Okay, yep. that makes sense. Now, all right, good, good conversation by you all. Now, let's talk basketball again. But this time we're going to go to the collegiate level. It is March. So that means March Madness is upon us, ladies. And, and wait a minute, Langston, Langston is back, y'all. He says, Tasha, you're looking like you're going to walk across campus to the student center. Look at you. The Pilates body's working. <laughs> Mucho Yuvia here today. It's, it's a lot of rain, so, you know. <laughs> hey, shouts out to T-Sizzle for that. All right, it's March Madness time. And, um, and so everybody's going to be getting their brackets of integrity together. I am issuing a personal challenge to my steam panel. I am going to set up uh, a tournament between these three. And we're going to come on here every week, every Saturday until we have crowned a national champion to see which one of these three knows their college basketball the best. I'm just refereeing. I have no dog in the fight because I mm. always pick Michigan to win. And I never win these tournaments. So I'm going to disqualify myself so I can still pick Michigan to win. Or will it be the NIT? We'll talk about that in a second. Um, don't you say nothing, Brandon. You hey, I can't talk to you. Oh, my son is looking horrible right now. Yeah. But, <laughs> we were doing yeah, good. But, but that's okay. All right. So for the people who are going to be doing brackets this year, and we encourage you, I want you, if you all want to do a bracket as well, we'll open it up to the public so you can go against the extra point crew. Um, Mike, give me a team that that, that you think may make a, a deep run in this tournament. I'm going to go with my final four right now. And this is pre-bracket, so it's hard, you know, because it's all about matchups. Right, that's what I'm just saying, because that. we don't know who plays who, but just a team you think should make a good run. These are the four that I like. Uh, right now, I like I like Baylor, of course. Okay, uh, I think they got a chance. 
Right. I think they got a chance. I'm going to go Duke. I'm going to go. You think I'm going to go out on top? Cut them next down in Indy. They haven't they haven't been relevant in a long time, so I think they're due for one. Just going like, relevant is, is a harsh word for use for Duke. It's true. When's the last time no they're in them? I mean, it's true. Uh, okay. Arizona and yeah, Purdue. I'm gonna throw in a Big Ten team in there. All right. Okay. Now let's let's go to the to the our, our gallery here. Now someone says, watch out for the Red Raiders. Their defense is smothering in the latest mock. A bracket by Joe Lenardi, who's the most accurate. They have Michigan in the same bracket with the Red Raiders. So if Michigan was to get out of the first round, that's who they would play. Please move them out of that bracket then. Langston, with some shots at Michigan, says, I picked Juwan Howell with the knockout of the... <laughs> oh, we didn't get to talk about that on Wax, did we? All right, Brandon, moving on in a hurry. Who do you, who do you think may be a team to watch to make a deep run in this year's tournament? I'm definitely going with Duke. Like, this is Coach K's last year. I feel like his kids are going to play hard for him. And North Carolina, y'all got a hunt whooping coming tonight. They didn't start off good, um, but now they're kicking in at the right time. If you would have asked me earlier, I would have said Auburn, but. You don't trust uh, Bruce Pearl's team? Oh. What about when no. they get out of SEC play? I know they, they kind of hit a snag in the SEC. They're too up and down. Yeah, they're not yeah. consistent. They, they, they blew us out, but after they blew us out, they started going downhill. They did. They. What do you think about them throwing the ball off the glass the other day and, and dunking that ball? Was that is that what makes people not like Bruce Pearl teams? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because they almost got into a fight after that. Tasha, you saw, we got two Dukies. We got Purdue. We got um, – Baylor, the defending I see, I see Tech there too, but I don't see Baylor because they're inconsistent. They're in our conference and they're inconsistent. They lost a lot of talent at the guard position last year, and their guards are what really carried them through that tournament. That's a good point by you. T Sizzle, who you got? You got Jawan Howard with a first round knockout. <laughs> Langston, you wrong for that. Welcome back, sir. As much as I hate to say it, I have to go with Duke because. Well, like, really? okay. like, you know, you know, I hate Duke. I hate anything, anything Duke. Um, Cause like, isn't he like, he has like 12 final four appearances or something yes, like that. He does. And he's has 97 tournament appearances. That's. He's trying to go off the Wooden's record this year. Right. And cause yeah. Cause Wooden, I think him and Wooden are tied or something. I read five something. 12. Like he can, he can break it with a final four run this year. Yes, that's correct. And I think. As low-key as he seems to be, I think that's something that he would want as well. So he's going to push the team. And I think, like Brandon said, they're going to go out there and play for him because he is – because they were – do y'all know they were offering students up to $10,000? $10,000 for those $10,000? Who you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? Oh, Chelsea Clinton? But they – and the students were like, some of the students were like, no, because this is something we want to witness. Let me tell you something. I'd have sold that damn ticket and been in my dorm room with my ankles crossed. Right. My feet doing just like this on the couch. Oh, doing like this. Count my money. All right, Coach K, we'll holler at you, peace. Um, so, 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 yeah. You I think, yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, I like Arizona for some strange reason. I don't know why. Arizona has always been my basketball team. I don't know if it's Mike Bibby. I don't know. I don't. I don't know they what. Beat Duke for one of their titles one year back in the Bibby days. Maybe that's why. I mean, 
every basketball season, I'm I'm singing Bear Down Arizona. And I don't I don't know what attracted me to Arizona. But they, they you know, I always root for Arizona. Okay, all right. So we got we got Arizona, we got Duke, we got some good choices. I'm gonna throw this one in there, and I and I think they may roll their eyes at this one. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch their facial expressions. And I know this team is is the is the Lucy uh, of college basketball. Every time you pick them, they move the ball right before Charlie Brown kick it and, and destroy you. But the Zags, what about Gonzaga? They're going to be the number one overall seed. Look at their faces. I got a screenshot. They're the, this they're the number one choke. That team. <laughs> that's what they are. They lost. They lost their team. See, this is why I'm not going to participate in the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I'm, I'm just going to tabulate the scores. But because the Zags, look, they got Drew Tilly. He's 137 years old. At least the last time they fought, he was 137. He's back. He got the goatee thing going again. He's old as dirt. He's playing. You got the seven-foot freshman, Chet Holmgren. He's going to be a lottery pick. They got scoring inside. They got scoring outside. Like, they're the Zags. They, 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 they're number one overall seed. They should have the easiest path. So No. They yeah. never finish. They never finish the job. They pull up. They pull up lame. They yeah, then they go undefeated a whole season and get into possible. the tournament. Yeah, like come on. You, you know what I mean by that. They, they don't say that. People might think I shoot blanks. I do not know what she means, ladies and gentlemen. Oh uh, well, how about this one, y'all? You gotta watch St. Mary's in their uh, in their conference too. St. Mary's beat them. St. Mary's is who Michigan is projected to play in the first round, so we might be the ones knocked <laughs> Okay, yeah. St. Mary's did beat them the other day. Damn it, uh, Brandon. I knew that this one wasn't going to go well over with y'all. Um, okay, so let me let me throw another one at y'all then. Maybe, maybe, see, this is why I'm not going to be in this tournament challenge. I suck at this. All right, what about Illinois? Nope. You, got Kofi, you got Kofi Cockburn back. He swole. Mm-hmm. He swole. He looking like Zion and and and, uh, no. and Lamar Olden had a baby. You got the whole team is old. I'm picking Big old Ten looks pretty weak this season. Years old. They had yeah, their they best got, year. If they were going to do it last year, was the year to do it. They're not doing it this year. They had, like, look. They got it. They got embarrassed in the second round, so they're going to come back harder and stronger this year. I know okay. they barely beat Penn State Thursday by like two points. <laughs> this ain't going well for me. Where's the Where's the parachute, ma'am? Let me off this plane. So, Mike, you're not sold on Illinois either. No, I was just saying the Big Ten looks pretty weak this year. I'm not going to – I mean, and I'm a Big Ten promoter, so. Wisconsin is strong. Iowa uh, is strong. No. They got some big. They got some, some big. No. They, might be top, they might be ranked in the top 25, but. Yeah, they're strong to each other, but they're trash. It's like trash against trash. You're going to pick one gold trash bag? Like, no, it's still trash. Yes, you're gonna pick the gold trash bag because it keeps the fluids in, and that's what you're doing. You're picking Illinois. The sun just came out right here in Dallas, Texas, when I brought up the Big Ten. Now, keep your eye on Mr. Davis from Wisconsin, keep your eye out on um, the, the Bohannon with, with Iowa, keep your eye out on um, Big Kofi and, 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 the, and the other big in dude the at Purdue. It's a I team game. You're mentioning Iowa again. What does Iowa do when they get into the in the tournament? They choke. But I told y'all I'm not good at this. Look, that's why I'm not getting in the tournament. I'm just gonna calculate. Those are the Iowa teams is that- always one of those teams that you mentioned, kind of during the regular season, this and then when it comes to the tournament, they don't do well. This isn't going well, y'all. So with that being said, we're gonna go with a final shout outs. We're gonna start with you, Brandon. <laughs> 
You got any shout outs today? You want to no, hold on before we do that. Just a yes or no quick around the table. Brandon, does Michigan make the tournament next Sunday? <laughs> what you laughing at? No, they don't. Jawan Howard, he messed that up. Look, Langston, does he treat me with kid gloves today? He said, oh, you so optimistic. Normally he'd say a lot meaner than that. But so you say no. Is it Jawan Howard's fault for getting suspended? No, no. it's not that. The they're what happened? Like they were like up there, like a number one seed, and then they just well, no, no, no. Don't get specific because you're gonna hurt my feelings. They, okay, he says no. <laughs> Brandon is gonna go in on Michigan. All right, do a mic? Yes, no. We in the tournament next Sunday? Yeah, we're in the tournament, but just nit. <laughs> but this is over. Don't don't feel oh, bad. We'll be one This is over because he's gonna cut me down to my, to my tailbone. That was awful, Mike. Tasha, last word from you, Tasha. N-I-T. In the booth, gotta tell the truth. N-I-T. You do have to tell the truth N-I-T. in the booth. That's N-I-T. 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 Next time on The Extra Point, it will be a solo show with me and a cardboard cutout <laughs> of LeBron James and Jawan Howard. This is woo! They did not hold back. I was so glad to have y'all back on screen this week. Wow. Um, ladies and gentlemen, be on the lookout for the link. I will send the link out after my steamed panel gets all set up with their team names. I will then open it up to the public. You can test your wits against the three of the best in the business. I vouch for them. I've seen them do work. Mike has won one of the, the things I was in with him before. So tell Papa Hasso to get into it too. He does a good job as well. Um, he said, not in tournament, NIT. Langston, you get the last word on that. We will see you all next time on the extra point. Peace.